0: Pastor Ed Taylor says, don't look anywhere but to Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Lord, church. I like to say, keep your knees down in prayer and your noses in the book. Why? Because every moment you spend in the word of God, you are accessing the knowledge that God has for you to to be a partaker of the divine nature. And the partaker of the divine nature includes signs, wonders, miracles, healing, strength, power. But you know, all those things are nothing without the love that God gives you.
1: This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. are delighted to share this next half hour together with you. We call the program Abounding Grace, and Pastor Ed Taylor is our teacher. Just yesterday, Ed introduced our new study of 2 Peter, and we took notice of who wrote the epistle. These are Peter's final recorded words and speak of the dangers Christians face from within the church. It's interesting that when describing himself, Peter used the term, a bondservant of Jesus. And really, that's our calling as Christians. We're all to be servants of Christ. Here's Pastor Ed to explain.
0: You know, I think that there are times when you respond, the Lord has told you to do something, and you go, oh, well, let me pray about it, which is kind of christian for I really don't want to do it, and the answer to my fake prayer will, I'm not going to do it. The Lord told you to do it. He, he gave you directions. It's not sin. It's not even in the gray area. It's just like, well, you know, for example, you get a burden, you know, um, Talk to the person you're standing next to. Just ask them how they're doing. Oh, I don't know. My spirit, I don't know. I'm so so scared. I don't know what to do. And I don't. Yeah, but the Lord told you to do it. Just do it. Well, I don't understand. how. Okay, but the Lord told you to do it. Don't worry about what's going to happen. Just do and be obedient to what God is telling you right now. And I just know there are those listening to me right now that refuse to obey God in the simplest matters. And you wonder why your home is in such disarray. You've got to go back to the simple things. You're a doulos or you're not. You're either living as one or you're not. You know, with the doulos, there was a ceremony when they paid off their debts. There was actually a ceremony. There was a ceremony where the servant would put his ear up on the doorpost of of the home and they would take an awl and they would, like piercing your ear, they would put it in the earlobe and they would hammer that awl into the wood through the ear. You know what would happen? They would then put an earring in the opening and that would identify them as a voluntary servant of the home. There were other servants and there were voluntary servants. They have an uh, earring in their ear. But you know what else would happen? The piece of the ear at the end of the awl would stay in the doorpost. And the master would have that servant's ear. Does the Lord have your ear? Does he have your ear in his word? Does he have your ear in that still small voice and that inward walk of the Holy Spirit? Does he have your ear when you're challenged, when you're tested? Does he have your ear when, when he's obviously wanting to do a work of humility in your life? He's wanting to bring you back to nothingness. Why? So that he can be everythingness. I just made that word up, but it works. Nothingness, everythingness. It can't be a little bit of you and all God. You're either a doulos or you're not. But you made that choice when you were born again. You said, it's almost as if you were saying, I know you didn't use these words, but it's almost like you were saying, you know what? I've I've lived my life to this point and it's empty. And it is, you know, for some, it's destructive. I realize that God is created me in his image, that I've sinned against him, and I commit my life to follow him. Who has your ear, church? Who has your ear? I did a whole study on this, if you want to look it up in Romans, about who you're listening to. Who has your ear? I'll tell you why. Whoever has your ear has you. That's why you've been changing. That's why your attitude's different. Who you've been listening to? Who you've been following? What What have you been reading? Whoever has your ear has you. You become like your teacher. That's what Jesus said. You become like your teacher. And so if you got this teacher, this teacher, this teacher, all these teachers, no wonder you're so mixed up. Or if this new one caught you because, oh, yeah, well, now you're becoming like them. That's why you're different. And that's why teachers have to be careful, don't they? Don't we? Because we're going to receive a stricter judgment. Why? Because when you teach the Word of God, it's serious stuff. You don't want to mess around with God's Word. And Peter here, He's like, I'm just a bond servant. Yeah, I'm also an apostle. Yeah, he says that. Oh, I'm an apostle of Jesus. But his go-to is I'm a bond servant. That's who I am. You want to know who I am? Oh, I hang out with Jesus. Yeah, I was one of the 12. Yeah, I'm the one he restored, man. He loved me so much. He gave me a second chance. No, I'm just a doulos. Because that's what humility will do to you. You won't ask for anything. You're just like, man, I just want to serve the Lord. I just want to live my life. I just want to take, you know, you think of Dulos doulos in relationship to Jesus Christ. How about doulos in the home? What does doulos look like in the home? You're just a servant. What's doulos look like at the, at the workplace? You're just a servant. You're just known for your love and your care. And to me, it's so encouraging to know that God has called us to serve. And one more thing when I think of doulos, because I think this could be a whole Bible study in and of itself. But when I th- hear of Peter saying that he's a bondservant, I'm reminded that among us, there are no super Christians and normal Christians. There aren't those like, well, you know what, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. No, we're all the same. We're all just in a different part of our journey following Jesus. There's no commoners in the church and celebrities. You know, there's no Christian royalty. Where we all live behind fences and, you know, all that. Like, oh, you're untouchable. No, no, no. Everybody's in the same place. We all are in the same place. We are recipients of, the God's, of God's grace and every day, every moment. <laughs> I mean, who needs more grace among us today? Just say, give me an, like, like Kevin said, this would be a good place for amen. How many of you need a, point, a new, fresh anointing of grace? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's uh, me. Like there's no celebrities here. We're all in the same boat. Oh, but Ed, you know, we see you more. That's actually not all that good. I have all these eyes looking at my life, scrutinizing my life. I mean, it's like to live above reproach. You really want that? You really think God's called you to that? God bless you. Be faithful to it, but don't think it's going to get easier. Don't think you're going to rise above servanthood. Well, you know, Ed, well, you've been doing this 21 years. You must You must have uh, succeeded and graduated from Dulos University. No way. The role that God has given me requires more servanthood, not less. It requires me to look for more ways to serve in my gifts and talents. But it also requires me when I see a trash can full just to go take it out. I don't stand at the trash can and say, Who has left this trash can full? Commoners. You can hear God say, dude, you see it, just take it out, man. Who are you worried about? I gave you eyes to see a full trash can, so take it out. I mean, I think of some of you in your church, you know, here in our church. You see full trash cans too. What do you do with them? And you're like, well, can I take them out? Not only can you, you should. The trash can's in the corner of the parking lot. Just take it up, tie it, make sure it's not leaking. Definitely make sure it's not leaking. Just go take it to the trash, under the Lord. Just say all, every step over, this is for you, Lord. It's for you. One less thing for someone else to do. And when the church is doing that, you like you go, well, yeah, this is trash can. Yeah, but you have trash at home too. Take that out. Dirty dishes. What you see, just start doing it under the Lord. What's the purpose? Well, it's to train you for heaven. It's to train you for heaven. Because I'll tell you what, if you see things and don't do things... You're going to, every part of your life is like that. Every part of life is affected. That's not an isolated incident where you see something, don't do something. That's your life. It's not just an isolated incident that maybe you feel like that, you know, and I think this comes out the most. This comes out the most at restaurants when you're not happy with your server and you're not happy with the service and you're not happy with. Now, of course, you can't get up and go into the kitchen and take care of that, but you can be very nice to your server. You can care about them. Maybe they're, you know, these days they're doing the work of 10 people. because nobody's there. You just bless, you know, now we're back at the restaurant. Oh, I'm so happy we can be out. But now you got something else to be mad about, your server. You got something else to be mad about. Why? Because during this whole time, you became an angry, mad person. So you're going to be mad at everybody. Anybody that doesn't please you the way you want to be pleased, you're going to be mad at them. You're going to be upset with them. Why? Because that's who you are. A doulos just serves. He it just, it just serves. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a bad service. Maybe they're just not doing their job right. Maybe that's true. Well, what's the Lord trying to show you about your impatience? Or your demanding? I mean, it's not like you're going to give them like a thousand dollar tip. You're like mad over three bucks. Oh, we're not going to give him $3. We're going to give him $1.50. Oh, that's really going to help him in Jesus' name, isn't it? Leave a church card there too. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's like, yeah, I'm going to teach him a lesson. Here's a little note. You know how those get posted? Here's a little note on how bad your service was in Jesus' name. All right. I mean, that, that's the body of Christ in the culture. Why is the culture so mad at the body of Christ? I could probably give you 10 reasons. And one of the 10 is me. And how I've been in the flesh. Or I've had a bad day. Or how God's training me how to be more effective in this culture. How I'm learning to minimize my opinions and maximize the word of God. Oh, it's not just you. And it's not just me. It's us. What is God wanting to do in us to affect this culture and, and, and how how attractive Jesus was as he loved people in their worst, in their weakness. That's Peter, he's the doulos. He's the doulos. I love that. No celebrities. Verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus your Lord. That's why listening to Bible study, reading the Bible, praying, we're increasing in the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Jesus. Here, just again in verse 2, an equality between God the Father and God the Son. It's said so often that you'll oversee it, but this is another insight to the divinity and the deity of Jesus Christ. And notice, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Peter says the way to knowing true peace, the way to receiving real grace is knowing Jesus. If you spent your entire life getting to know Jesus and his word, through prayer and service, you would have invested your life wisely. That's all you did. If you just spent your life invested in knowing him. I want you to mark this, because this is super important in verse three. It says, his divine power is given to us all things. Would you just make sure that those two words are marked in your Bible and in your mind and in your heart? You and I have been given all things pertaining to life, how we live with each other. That would be considered our horizontal relationships, life, how we navigate, what decisions at work, what do we have to do in our neighborhood, uh, life, life. But also in godliness, our relationship upward. Everything you need to know in life and godliness, everything you need to know is found by knowing Christ. (laughs) That's what he's saying. Peter says, here's the secret. You want to know the secret? This is the secret. Know Jesus and it's all covered get to know him, follow him, listen to him, obey him. We don't need Jesus and professionals. We don't need Jesus and drugs. We don't need Jesus and alcohol, drunkenness. We don't need Jesus and a relationship or that new relationship or we don't need Jesus and anything. Isn't that what we learned? Oh, isn't that what the Lord was prepping us for in Hebrews Jesus is better, sufficient, all you need. Don't leave him. Come back to him. Wasn't that every week over and over and over again? Now, Peter's just reminding. So by the way, I'll summarize. And you'll see at the end of Peter how he says some of Paul's writings are hard, which I think he's talking about Hebrews. But as he is saying that, Peter just say, you know, Paul can write a whole book. that's hard to understand about Jesus is enough. But I'll just tell you right now. Everything you need is found in him. Everything. You can say anything right now, and there is an answer to it found by your faith in Jesus Christ. Anything that you need. A- anything. And well, in, in the things that, maybe the complex things that require an answer, and maybe we don't understand the ways of God, you know, that, all that the answer is God is building your faith through the unknown. You have all this unknown. Some of you are waiting. Man, if God just showed me what I'd have, such I'll just dedicate my life. Why is this happening in my life? Why did He allow this? And it's usually coming through pain and trauma, and I'm sorry for that. But even if God explained to you exactly what's happening, it wouldn't satisfy you. Because understanding and knowledge will never satisfy you. That's why the Bible says that we're to walk by faith. And I think it was Warren Rearsby that said we walk by faith, not by explanations. <laughs> You know, I think as a church today, you know, the world and its methods and the world's advancements and business, you know, theory and all that has invaded the church. It's infiltrated the church. Much of the church and leadership has left simplicity. Even as I was sharing with the team today in our staff meeting, you know, simplicity, it takes a lot of work to keep things simple. It's easier to live in layers of complexity But it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort to be laser focused, to keep things simple. If you don't believe me, think about some convoluted thing they do at your work, that you know it's the wrong way to do it. But they just won't let go of the complexity, because complexity gives control. Because if you're the only one that knows how to do something, that gives you a false sense of control. You have to surrender to Jesus and say, you know what, I know you control my life. And I want to keep things simple. I'm just going to come to you with my problems. I'm going to come to you with my successes. I'm going to come to you with my marriage. I'm going to come to you with my kids. I'm going to come to you with my singleness. I'm just going to keep it simple. It takes a lot of work and effort to keep things simple. In Jesus, it's not some new technique, not some new finding. It's the life that comes by being born again. In Jesus Christ, you have the principles that will change your life. When you were born again into the family of God, you were born again complete. That's what it says here. By all his divine power is given to us. We have it already. It's given to us all things. Because he's called us for glory and virtue. We've also, verse 4, notice been given these exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Think of this. Promises in the Bible come in two ways. Promises you've already experienced and promises that are yet to be fulfilled. Isn't that great? Promises that you, oh man, Lord, you have given me a promise that you will never leave me or forsake me. Well, we've experienced that both ways, haven't we? There have been episodes where we have felt and believed and received that beautiful promise that God has never left us in our worst situations. But did you know there's another difficult situation up ahead that you haven't yet experienced that promise? You have it now, but you're also going to have it in the future. I think of the promise of eternal life when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, that today, anyone listening to me, if you will repent of your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, today you will be saved. That's a promise that you can have today and yours. You can put it in your back pocket and take it home. But then it leads to a new promise. And that's the soon return of Jesus Christ. That hasn't been experienced yet. We're still waiting for the promise. So these are exceedingly and precious to us because they either encourage us because we've experienced them or they encourage faith in us because we know if God's been faithful in the past, he will be faithful in the future. So God has you, going, has you covering your past. He has you covering your present. And he also has you covering your future. Why? Because in Jesus, the knowledge of him, has given you all things to pertaining to life and godliness. I can't do that for you. I can't give you all things. I can't answer all your questions. I can't solve all your problems. I can't heal all your pain. But I know Jesus Christ is faithful to give you all of that and more as you place your faith in him. Strength for today. Hope for tomorrow. That's the promise of faith in Jesus Christ. That he will give you the strength to endure. Everything we need to live a life of godliness is provided for us by God and access through an abiding life in Jesus. We can't live that life in our own strength. As Zechariah writes in chapter four, verse six, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And then he says, you laid the capstone and you're gonna see it finished, he told him. That's the next verse. You laid the cornerstone and you're gonna see it finished. (laughs) That's so good. What a precious promise. The false teachers then and now those that want to take advantage of your vulnerability, those that want to capitalize on your fear, those that want to get your eyes off of Jesus and onto their new novel criticism, their new novel opinion, their new novel, whatever it is. I mean, you should be able to know, church, when you're watching something and it doesn't edify you and it's not the fruit of the Spirit, just stop it. Stop. It's ruining you and it's ruining the church. Because you're bringing that with you. You can't think you're going to be thrown. like It's like ink. You know, that, those, that kind of stuff. The false teachings, the weird teachings. Even people, like it's like ink. that throws all, and you're just going to be. It's like the ink they put when you rob a bank, man. And then you go in there. How do you know the guy that robbed the bank? The dude has purple all over him. Hey, what happened to you? Oh, it's just a birthmark. No, man. You robbed a bank. How do you know? You don't, you don't, you weren't. It's all over you. Keep your eyes on the Lord, church. I like to say, keep your knees down in prayer and your noses in the book. Why? Because every moment you spend in the word of God, you are accessing the knowledge that God has for you to to be a partaker of the divine nature. And the partaker of the divine nature includes signs, wonders, miracles, healing, strength, power. But you know, all those things are nothing without the love that God gives you. Can I show you that as we close? Would you turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13? All knowledge, all wisdom, all healing, all spiritual gifts, whatever all you might be holding on to today, listen to what Paul writes, this, fact, this church filled with division, this church filled with factions. Listen to this, verse one. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not, say with me church, I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have, listen, all faith so I can remove mountains, but I have not, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not, love, it profits me nothing. This is what you want to look for, what you want to listen for, what you want to live. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. Love doesn't behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Love does, verse 6, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. This is the will of God for your life, church. This is the will of God. This is the answer to your prayer. Love never fails.
1: Today on Abounding Grace, we've been in 2 Peter, as Pastor Ed Taylor is leading us verse by verse through this marvelous book. If you joined us late or would just like to hear this message again, drop by AboundingGraceRadio.com. Another way to take in a steady dose of God's Word is through the app and podcast. It's free. Just search for Ed Taylor. Abounding Grace is made possible through the support of our listeners, and when you give a donation of $25 or more to Abounding Grace, we'll send you a copy of Ebenezer Stones by Catherine McDougall. Are you discouraged or filled with anxiety today? It's often due to getting our focus off of God and onto our problems and difficulties. Well, this book will help you get your focus back where it should be, onto our faithful God. Catherine shows how an ordinary stone can be a powerful reminder of God's faithfulness. We appreciate the generosity of our listeners. It helps us provide the teaching of God's Word on stations all across the nation. Thank you for standing with us. Call 877-30-GRACE. And don't forget to request Ebenezer Stones when you give $25 or more. That's 877-30-GRACE or online at calvaryco.store. Be sure to join Pastor Ed Taylor next time for more teaching from the book of 2 Peter. That's right here on Abounding Grace.
0: This is amazing grace.